ladies and gentlemen, this is Plan B, and I am your humble host, Brandon Chami. The podcast where I have guests on the show, and we talk about alternative roads to success, passions, happiness, and all of that jazz. More importantly, we learn from their mistakes and success stories and hope to apply them to our lives. Isn't that just wonderful? Spreading value in the words of other individuals like us. I really hope you enjoy this episode. Had a good friend, Troy Chabarro on. We talk about how he started off really loving music, but then gradually shifted to coding. It's a very interesting story, so I'm just going to let you jump right into it. And if you like what you hear and you really want to support the show, please follow me on my personal Instagram at Brandon Shammy. It's the best way to get the most recent updates of upcoming episodes. And don't worry, you won't want to miss any of them. Thank you for listening. All right, my lady dude, it's time for Plan B. Plan B, grande podcast. Let's be honest. Um, you want, okay. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. <laughs> Tell me what you had for breakfast this morning. I had Frosted Flakes for breakfast this morning. And so with that, we're going to kick things off with how you doing? I'm living the dream. You had a longer beard last time I saw you. Yeah, I had a, <clears throat> had a co-worker, a buddy of mine at work, say that if he saw me at the side of the road, like shaking a can of coins, mm-hmm. he, would, he would give me money. So I took that as inspiration to say, all right, let me shave today. <laughs> let me shave. Isn't that a compliment? Yes. So I Good went beard? to edge it up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I went to edge it up and uh, sneezed. I, I know that probably sounds like I'm making it up because that's like the, oh, you sneeze. Is that why you shaved everything off? <laughs> no, I actually sneezed and I had to shave everything off. You're talking mid, like pri- while shaving, while you sneeze shaving. and you mess everything else up. Yes. Okay. So I don't I, see it on your face. What, or no, you, I shaved it all off. Oh, okay. To, yeah. But what I did was I left a goatee mm. and I did that thing where people tore off their mustache because my girlfriend hates that. So I kept it for a day or two. The joke lasted a pretty long time. That was a good two days and she was miserable. And you were able to go to work like this? No, no, I did oh. it in times I wasn't going to work. I, I should have. I should have kept it, but she, get, she pressured me too hard. Do you think that was something that would be acceptable to wear at the workplace? Yes. Like a, a mustache with the curls? Oh, yeah. What about the, the beard one? Oh, the neck beard? Yeah. Oh, man. They would have a hard time with that. Yeah, because I had a hard time looking at it. It was not pretty. <laughs> um, I want to give a quick little backstory. So Troy and I met back in high school where we both tried to play soccer to the best of our abilities. <laughs> Troy was pretty good, but he was very injury prone, and I played goalie because I wasn't good with my feet at the time. And uh, a brain injury around the time I was born, I probably got dropped, so that would explain a lot. I, I had that too recently, so it's yeah. okay. <laughs> um, and up until there, then after I left, Troy went off to go on his own endeavors at school where you decided to go to Middlesex. You went to community college, that's correct. Yeah, I, um, I took a break for like six months to a year because mm-hmm. I was working on a, on a record in New York City. Um, I never released it, uh, cause I, I just, I, I kind of changed my mind. I didn't want my, the thing I kind of liked the most at the time to become my job. So I didn't do it. I still have it. Never released it. Really? But, yeah. I knew you were always interested in music. And I remember when we had that accounting class, you always talked about music as well. I yeah. forgot the professor's name. Very easy. Doyle. To manip- Mr. Professor, no, Mr. Doyle. Mr. Doyle. Yeah. And then George was his son. 
Yes. He was his clone. Oh, <laughs> George was George and Mr. Doyle are the same person. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I never knew you went to New York to actually record something. Yeah. I knew you were buying studio space. I didn't know it was up upstate, up in a different one. Yeah. How long were you doing that for? A while. Like, like I said, like six months to a year, like more so six months. The other part of that time was going to Highland Park. There's a studio in Highland Park I was going to for a while. And like I said, I, I just, there was one day I was, I was coming home on the train cause you know, I commuting to the city four days a week can open your eyes and it's like, it just wasn't for me. Gotcha. And I was like, if I, if this really becomes my job, I don't know if I would want to continue doing that. It, it wasn't even just the commute. It was just being there. I'm not a city guy. Mm. I like Washington DC cause that's where my brother lives now. Cool. I like visiting there. Um, New York city in itself though, is just not for me. I like, I like, I'm an outdoorsy guy, so. And you learn that, obviously, pretty early on. Yeah, the, you, you just see, unfortunately, like a lot of poverty and stuff, and it's hard to look at every day. I didn't like it. We're not so far away from it, just like New Brunswick down the road, but it's not like you're living there. You would just pass by. But yeah. if you're, when you're in the city, you're kind of surrounded in it, and it's kind of ironic because that's where I want to be right now. Yeah. No, I, th- there are so many people that are city people. Mm-hmm. I think I could... Definitely manage my time there and like make it what it is, but I yeah. don't see myself living there or like as my resting place. I would like oh, to yeah. rest in the country or somewhere there's where there's green. Yes, I like the forest as well. I'm on that wave of. I'm not a tree hugger. Yeah, but I still really appreciate the outdoors. My brother hiked the Appalachian Trail. Oh, that's awesome! And it took him four months, so that was like holy wow. I went hiking three days with him, and like that was like I can see why he got so caught up and what he loves to do now. It's a great escape. It really is. An escape from everything. I the like new doing that. Reality. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because I for Christmas I got my girlfriend like this whole set of hiking gear, backpack, tent, bed, everything from REI. That's like so cool. Yeah. So we're, we plan on doing I have that. we have a couple back in the um, the storage room because my brother had like six backpacks for no reason. So he couldn't take them all. He lives in Vermont now. Oh, okay. So now he's up closer to the mountains, but now he's kind of picking up skiing because oh, sweet. it's snowy, so you can't really hike. So you yeah, ski, I guess. Snow country. But that's definitely something I just, yeah, just can't see myself just like resting in a city, but always wanting yeah. to go there to have the experience, to meet the people. And I guess, you know, kind of being surrounded by all that negativity and poverty can be motivation in some form of way. Yeah, I, I, I kind of see myself like uh, I'm, a, I'm a big uh, contributor to specifically UNICEF. So I'm like a bit I'm like a member of UNICEF and awesome. I donate a lot of money to that because there are a lot of there are a lot of because, you know, UNICEF focuses on mainly children. Yeah. And, you know, I think. Children now, I mean, I'm sure you could say this of any age and time, but children are at a very interesting point uh, in the, in our contemporary time because... Very vulnerable. Yeah, there's a lot of vulnerabilities. There's a lot of people taking advantage of other people, so... And do you think that's part and due by just technology? Because I think that's definitely more of a contributing factor than it ever could be because now it's a new variable, whereas... 20, 30 years ago, that wasn't the case at all. Yeah, I, I think it's I, I think it's technology in the sense that it it's how people are using it. Because a lot of these, you know, like systems and products and all these things, especially Facebook that you see are created in ways that, you know, they're little like dopamine hits every time you get that notification and mm-hmm. like, and that's what keeps mm-hmm. you on the platform. I mean, look what Facebook has done with like this whole anti-vaxxer movement. The World Health Organization declared that the anti-vaccination movement is 
one of the top 10 threats to humanity this year. Mm-hmm. And it's mainly because of Facebook and fa- Facebook is, you know, getting a lot of flack for it and, and they're being pressured big time into censoring it. And Facebook's big. I don't want to censor anything. You know, it's an open platform, but they've been having issues with censorship censorship for years anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The platform's so big. It's kind of tough to. Yeah, no, it's, it's hard. Um, but you know, they, these people are putting their, their children at, at risk because there's this whole thing that, you know, these, 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 these people are saying, Oh, uh, I saw the, you know, these, all these posts and articles that vaccinations cause like autism. And I'm like, you start to think to yourself, like, well, these vaccinations also prevent polio, whooping cough, you know, and, and so basically what these people are saying is, yeah. I would rather my kid have whooping cough and, like, die uh-huh. than them have autism. That's what it, like, comes off as. It's just, oh, it's so weird. I just saw this thing at work today where CNN were talking about pharmacy, specifically um, MMR, and how it is, there's a case study proven how it does not cause autism yeah. when given as a vaccination. Yeah. And that's something that I think comes down to one um, ignorance where people who think they know the truth and have that option to voice it definitely abuse it and don't always know the fact that what they're preaching is wrong. And that ignorance also comes down to just education and how that person's receiving it and where it's coming from. If you get your education strictly from online feeds like Facebooks and Twitters, yeah, you're going to be up to date on current news, but you're also going to know what the hottest meme is of the day. So it's very hard to justify yeah. how and what the credibility of this information people are receiving versus people who get mm. an education like us. We understand that these vaccinations that we do have are the best way. So Yeah, and the disappointing part is that there are a lot of extremely educated people who are also spreading this too. It's... It's well, crazy. And you also have the flat earth movement as a whole. Oh, they're, so. they're one in the same. You find them in the same pool. They're always the same it's people. The same, it's the same person behind the mat. So <laughs> what's the, uh, I was just going to say the other movement. Um, have you heard have Donut been, Earth? No, but um, is that we're surrounded by ice on the front end and, the, and like Antarctica is like ice. So and it's I, like a wall. Can, or, I, can I curse? Fuck no. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, so basically donut earth is like, and this is how my friend described it. He's, he described it so funny. He goes, donut earthers are like this. They're like, you know, those flat earth guys. Yeah. Fuck them. This is the truth. <laughs> and they're saying this, they're the reason there's a sky is that there's because there's a, such a huge hole and the earth is shaped like a donut. And the people who are looking at the, yeah, who are looking at the sky mm-hmm. are in like where the munchkin would be. And there's okay. the, the, the the distance is so vast. That's why you see the sky. So if you're in where the munchkin would be, how come you wouldn't see the other side? Because the distance is so oh, far. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. There are some really stupid people. Whispering makes things more intense. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, kind of like the same means of the flying spaghetti monster, which you inter- you told me about that oh, as well. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a real thing yeah, too. That's a big one. But that's just like an atheism thing. It's like yeah. mocking religion mm-hmm. in its own parody religion yes i i and which is something i i don't like doing because you know people can have their thing and you know that's cool um mm-hmm. but it was i thought it was funny it is funny you know things are just kind of funny sometimes and when people have the voice to okay so i was listening to another podcast um yeah. i think it's it was a david dobrik if you know uh, from vine okay and him he has one called views and on it it's him and his buddy jason and jason brought up this thing where on a flight 
They hand out napkins. You give you drinks, and on the napkins provided by I was think, this the Coke thing? Yes, with I the thing the like thing. with um, like talk to a friend or like write down her phone number or something. Yeah, and people got really pissed because they're like they're trying to invade our privacy. One. And they're trying to force us to like kind of talk to people. But then they, they, he continues the conversation and he goes, because with the internet nowadays, you have a group of people who now hate Coke napkins and they can all voice yeah. their opinion on Reddit. Yeah. And they all have a little, like just a little tiny page of the internet where these bunch of people can voice that they hate Coke napkin. Cause you yes. wouldn't tell people that like 10 years ago. So G- Gillette made a commercial and to the best of my memory, the commercial just basically said, Hey men, just stop being like dicks. Yeah. I did see that one, yes. And people were like, like, like people got so pissed off about it that. It was one with the, like there was kids there was kids in the commercial and there was like men that was like yeah. teaching them how to behave. Yeah. Yeah. So they were just like, yo, kinda like kind of be a good guy. It's like don't <laughs> be an asshole. And people were like, no, I'm never G- using Gillette ever again. I think I do use Gillette. And now yeah. they're calling me a pussy. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people, I love, I, no, I saw not. this one tweet. I, you know, like, I wish I could credit the person who said it, but I don't remember exactly where I found it, but it was something along the lines of God, people get so outraged nowadays. And someone quoted it and said, men got mad at Gillette for telling them not to be assholes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's just the time we live in. Yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting time. Fortunate to grow up in this time. Oh, I, I feel I lucky. So. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're coming upon a time where you see major tech companies like Microsoft making glasses that are augmented to reality and there's implications for like people performing surgery with holographics next to their eyes it's talking amazing. about google glass though i thought those got discontinued google glass got discontinued hololens is Mi- the- hololens okay. yeah okay. microsoft yeah. yeah which they just released the second one of they're amazing i saw a tweet about that and it was only obviously limited to like a specific showing or viewing party one yes. yeah it was just like a leak i guess oh yeah. yeah yeah it's and it's official now it's it's amazing how much are those gonna run you like three thousand dollars from the last i was gonna I guess two grand so yeah 30 i think the hololens 2 is 3500 well I don't th- like you just said the implication that's going to be people can do surgeries on this thing yeah. it better be pretty damn expensive if oh my a doctor's going to be using it to yeah. do I think my understanding is it's more so like micro surgeries that we couldn't normally do with just yeah. like the naked eye or yeah or say like you're like a like a plumber and you go to like go to someone's house and you see like a cracked pipe and you don't know how to seal it imagine video chatting with someone on your left side of your eye on the right side of your eye you see like this 3D model of how to fix it are these going to be like bulgy goggles like sticking out? They're like, or are they rel- more so like flat and flush to the face? They're relatively sleek. They're I'm large. I'm going to look these things up. Oh, they're sick. They're amazing. Hollow lens too? Yes. Jamie, it's- look that up. Just kidding. I don't have an assistant. How dope would that be if I had just someone over there just like doing everything? Oh, wow. Yeah. These things, yeah. pretty sleek. Oh, yeah. And they're not like, so it's augmented reality. Yes. Not virtual. No. Some people don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, quick difference. Virtual reality is you get immersed in a different place where augmented is the things around you become more so interactive and yeah. playful, I guess. Yeah. The environment you're in VR is completely cut off from the real world. Augmented reality uses the real world. Yeah. I mean, an example of a real world space in VR could be like Google Earth VR, but it's still technically like you're cut off. Because VR lenses are looking at, they're basically monitors for your eyes. Yeah. Whereas augmented reality glasses like HoloLens or Google Glass are just, you know, glasses. You can see the real world. And they use projections to project on the real world. Kind of how they do depict it in like most sci-fi films or movies. Yeah. Like how you see an Iron Man. Yes. Perfect example. His suit, augmented reality, because he has all these like, 
has his list pop up that's or like exactly they it. can monitor a suit even though it's, that's very you know yeah. outlandish in the sense that we don't need that because we're not flying around that. you're not flying around in a suit yet my friend but i would like to be flying around in a suit wouldn't we all <laughs> So I want to get on the topic of, since we're already on technology, I want to dive more into how you, um, how you made the transition from doing music to, I guess, technology and coding yeah. and how that transition came about and where it has got you right now, yeah. what you're doing. And I know you have hopes to eventually move to California. So I'm hoping. It's, yeah, everyone has hopes. I would love yeah. to, you know, I want to go to the city yeah, for a yeah. little bit. And I would love to be out in Cali as well. Yeah. No, but, it's, it's what I'm thinking about. I mean, I'm like considering it, you know, I don't know yet. I want to get in your head. <laughs> what are you thinking about, Troy? I don't think about very much. And the amount of time you've known me, you probably know I don't think about very much. Yeah. Uh, but how I made the transition was... Uh, the show, by the way, just to preface the show, it's called Plan B. Plan B. Brandon Shammy. Because it kind of rhymes. Yes. But I'm not a... Um, are we talking about contraceptives? I was just about to say, I'm not a morning after pill, <laughs> even though I probably could be. I could put my face on a box and you'd be like, oh, fuck, I messed up. Nice. Um, nice. But the show is about... Alternative roads to success. Sorry, am I boring you? No, no, no. Oh, I, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm looking up that I use the word contraceptive right. No, you're told. I think you. Well, you, now I'm really curious. While you do that. Um, so what's. Oh, yeah. Birth control yeah, contraceptives. Yeah. Just, yeah. So what's the type of pill you put up your butt? Dildo. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. Um, anyway, alternative roads to success. Passions, um, yeah. happiness, fulfillment. Nice. And yeah, so all, all things happy, happy, nice. joy, joy. Nice. Speaking on those terms, that's kind of how you've transitioned from music to coding. Like, okay. Wasn't, it wasn't a planned route. It kind of just unfolded no. as it went. Yeah. No, it was definitely not my plan. And when I was in high school, my, my mom always told me that, you know, she... You're a loser, Troy. Get new friends. Well, I'm running out of money. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was running out of money because she's paying people to be my yeah, friend exactly. at that point. Yeah. And, and I made you know, bank pay, on yeah, pay, Paychecks days. are tough. You know, you got to... You know, when you have that many people on your payroll. <laughs> and so uh, in high school, I was I, I did not care enough. And I, I did bad in school in high school. Got by mm -hmm. barely. Um, so I took a break from school because I, you know, was doing the music thing. And then my mom always told me, she, you know, because I was always big into computers and the technology. And I was like, you know, she always suggested that I should do that. And I. I always considered it, but I never really took it seriously. So then after, you know, I was looking at, uh, like degrees to get, uh, when I was thinking about going back to school, I was actually on the train coming home one day thinking about, God, I really don't want to be doing this music thing anymore. And I looked at a graphic design degree cause I was mm. like, Oh, design is cool. So I did it for it two semesters. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I did it for two semesters and I'm honestly super happy. I did it. Where'd you go? It was also Middlesex. Cool. Cool. I originally, Prior to the music thing, everything, I was uh, committed to play soccer at Manhattanville, but ultimately didn't do it because uh, I didn't I didn't think I could commit myself to sports and uh, school and a social life because, you know, it's hard to balance all three. No, it's very tough. Yeah. And so after leaving the music thing, I started a graphic design program, which I did for Two semesters. Um, what were you using? Like, what kind of software? Or it's all Adobe products. All Adobe so products. So we did uh, uh, Photoshop, Illustrator, um, and then uh, you know, like, yeah, all all Photoshop. And I'm all self-taught in that industry. Nice. I have like I had the same. I have the Adobe Creative Cloud on my laptop. Cool. And everything I've done has just been YouTubed. 
Oh yeah, well, and, I mean, and that's the YouTube is your biggest friend, like oh, yeah. by far. I trust it more than Google most times. Oh, oh yeah, and the thing, the only reason I, I I'm happy I did it is because I had professors giving me direct feedback as to what I could do better. Cool. Whereas sometimes you know when you're when you do like the like you know, like online tutorials and stuff, sometimes you you know you you can't submit it anywhere, so no one can tell you what it's like. Um, but I did that for a while and I'm honestly glad I did because it gave me a sense of it, it, it helped my, the analytical side of my brain more. Cause I was looking for, you know, the principles of design and like everything after that. Okay. So you got like a theory and behind everything as well. You had yeah. like the writing. Okay. Yeah. So you had more of a formal education when it came to it too. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It was really, really cool. And I had one specific professor who was just absolutely awesome. And I, you know, I, I owe a lot to him because uh you know he he helped me with so much and in learning graphic design has helped me with like user interface building for building applications and stuff like that makes so a lot of sense yeah it's it's really cool but once i decided all that i was like you know what let, let me just try you know because the big thing nowadays is like oh i should learn to code mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i was like one of these days like one day i was just like you know why not just you know start to learn about all this stuff and i was reading you know the biggest way to do it is you know you can read tutorials but every programming language has like you know documentation and apis okay you can just go on and read it but if you don't understand the language and the basic concepts of coding you have no idea what you're doing and you you can go on youtube and you know watch a guy type all right so type this in and you're good and you have your product. It's just going to work. Type this in and you'll get a working calculator. And then you could say, fuck yeah, I just made a calculator. But, but you, you didn't have, actually code it. You have no idea what happened. No, no. And you can type all these all these variables and functions. And then you, you're like, okay, well, what did I even type? So then that's when I started the degree. And then I just loved it from there. And then I started making like video games. That's how I learned coding mm. the best way. Because it's it's crazy. Because you start to... And, and, and the math... Uh, was the big thing too? Yeah, I was always it's about really math. like math intense, especially when you're making games. When you have to like yeah. factor in movement and oh, objects yeah. and just the space in general, it's a lot of. It's not like it. It's a lot of hard work to make it look that pretty. Oh yeah, no, it's it's insane what goes into these things. And you know, you you, you play some of these games, and they're like, you know, just the, like these amazing masterworks of art. Mm -hmm. And you're like. Like Diablo, like, I, like Diablo yeah. three or games like that, or like Bioshock. Yeah. Oh, Bioshock's wonderful. Uh -huh. But you sit and think, like, God, how do I make that? And you gotta think, well, there's like a studio of like a hundred guys that are putting that together. But you know, like the the math that's behind it, that's the only that's the reason I was deterred from doing that degree for so long. But ever since I started it, I realized, well, this isn't so bad. And and the the math I've been doing like helps me just think logically mm -hmm. and then, you know, developing games, it helps me understand math more because there's a lot of trigonometry. There's a lot of calculus that's in it. So it's, I, when I first started learning it, I was like, it, it can't be this, this hard. And then I was doing it for like a month. I was like, I cannot believe how difficult this is. So it when really you is. started, obviously there was the struggle of, I still don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I don't know what language to pick. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the main answer is just pick one. Just, just do it. it. Yeah, it ultimately depends what you want to do. Gotcha. Like, if one day you're deciding, well, I want to make apps for iPhone or something, 
Swift, Objective C. There's two languages to do it. You, know, you could do it other places, but you know, if you have a Mac, you can download Xcode, mm-hmm. sign it with your Apple ID, and start making apps. It's amazing. You know, it, it, there's a little more to the process to publish to the App Store and everything. Okay. But which is, that like, I, is that like a purchasing process? You have to buy rights to it, or anyone can freely just post something to the App Store. It, it goes through an application process, like, and then it's reviewed by by Apple and everything. Um, but you can make whatever you want. You really can without publishing it. Um, I I first started with Unreal Engine, and that's in C Sharp. C++. I heard, I heard that's one of the more difficult languages to learn. That's like an engineering language. Yeah. The, the nice thing about Unreal Engine, though, is that they have something called blueprints, and it's visual coding. So ah. you have like just like a screen, and you can put blocks of code in like that way and connect them with wires. There's some of- sort of children's like education software that does that exact same thing that oh, I yeah. know I've done before, and it's literally... At the time, and you put it's building blocks, it's just drag and drop. Yeah, yeah. And Unity is doing that soon. Those are like the two big consumer ready. So they engines. they're they're the servers. They host everybody. They're is the engines. How, the yeah. engines. Yeah, engines. Yeah. And yeah. that's just just to dumb it down. Basically, it's just a giant storage room full of fucking hardware. Running it's software. In. So it's all software. So it's Unreal Engine and Unity are both like software programs you develop in. Unreal. What? So, what games is Unreal Engine made? I mean, Assassin's oh, Creed. Oh, so many. Uh, Assassin's Creed uh, was developed by Ubisoft. That is so Ubisoft. It's like, I think that's their own engine. I don't gotcha. know what their engines are called for those games. What are some big Unreal Engine games? Uh, God, I know so many, and I can't even think off the top of my head. Oh, the New Kingdom Hearts was on Unreal Engine. Unreal Engine. Oh my God, they have so many. For Unreal Engine Three is. There's so oh, many. Oh yeah, there's. Here's a good example. Uh-huh. Epic Games owns Unreal Engine, and you know Fortnite was made on Unreal, Unreal on Unreal Engine. Yeah, and it's, now they're probably they're definitely top ten most grossing game of all time. I feel like at this point already uh, they should be close. Yeah, I, I I mean I think they should definitely be top ten at this point. I think the highest grossing game of all time is Grand Theft Auto Five. And it's like six billion in revenue. Yeah, because it's all the microtransactions, and it's kind of predatory for little kids, but. Well, that's exactly what Fortnite is. Oh, yeah. Same thing. Same deal. It's really bothering me that I can't come up with a list of games off the top of my head that use Unreal Engine. Going back to, you know, before, like I seeing something you create come to life is really cool. And, you know, like I, I remember the first time uh, I use I developed for uh, uh, the like Oculus Go headset, which is the uh, consumer VR headset from Oculus that does not require a PC. Oculus Quest is their new one that's coming out later this year. And you just did this on your own free time. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I developed a, like a program in, in Unity for Oculus Go that it, it's it's a really rudimentary thing. It took me like two or three hours to do, but mm-hmm. it, it was cool to see like a finished VR product come to life. And you're just kind of standing in an environment. You can interact with like boxes and they all had like, you know, physics on them. But it's cool to see. But you made it. Yeah. And that cool was yours. Yeah. Cool, and that's just no pun intended. The building blocks to whatever you make next. Yeah, that that one simple project could be a solution further down the road of another project you might work on. Yeah, and yeah. What, whatever program or platform you decide to do it in. Yeah. So besides for <laughs> just sorry, besides for the one that you made on the VR headset, what have you done application wise? Have you stepped into that realm of developing either mobile or um, desktop applications? Yeah, because of my job, I'm not allowed to like publish any of them, but I like I could do it for fun to learn about it. So they hold restrictions on you. Because I guess because you're working under them and they don't want like could seem biased, I guess, if you do something or like, against their own policy. 
Yeah. I'm assuming because they are a tech company themselves. So yeah. Yeah. Unless you're developing for them, but that's a whole different line of work, obviously. Because right now you're just over in the, um, the storefront. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. a genius. In the South Park episode where they have, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is that what you guys do in a time of crisis? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, it's like a Rick and Morty type thing. You wouldn't even believe it. That's just the you know like, that's just the. Front you don't end even of know, it. bro. No, no. <laughs> so while working here, have you met anybody to help you along the way of this coding thing? Like, do you speak about it at work? Is there someone you can really go to to help you with this besides? teachers i know you're still taking classes on it but like yeah is there anybody else like you work with like a friend or like someone at school that you've met where they're just trying to do the same thing that you're doing honestly not really because you know when you're on the the retail level it's mainly like you know the the retail functions of everything Mm -hmm. i mean i have people here and there that are interested in learning about it and then like since i've kind of been like doing it for a while when I start to like use the terminology like people get like you know worried about like because they don't really understand what's going on like just like like I I did I've been doing it for like a year and a half two years now Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like and I'm not trying to say like oh I'm such a smart guy Mm -hmm. I'm just saying like you know like when I first like started I was like completely threatened I was scared I was horrified by the math because in high school I was always terrible at it um it's intimidating yeah it's extremely intimidating but once like you start to believe in your ability to do things you can do it and so and not too many people i work with have uh have that same interest because like like, when you're on the retail level everybody's like got different aspirations you're there to you know do your one job and that's just make your money at the end of the day yeah you know i i hope to build a career out of it i love working there i mean there's they uh like I said, there's only so much I can say about it, but there's, they really do uh, care about us there. They treat us really well. That's good. It's a, it's a fun environment to be in. It can be hard, you know, like, cause I'm on the, you know, the, it can be very stressful. Yeah. Yeah. It, it can be, I'm on the support side of things, but you know, like I, I go in, I used to go in with the attitude of oh, God, here I go to work again. I'm going to be here for a while. Eight hours. Someone with their, gotta, they spilled orange juice in the keys. Now they're wondering why it's not working. I can't <laughs> fix these keys. Yeah. I, 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 I got to the point where like I go in and I, I just kind of have the attitude of, well, you know, I'm, I'm here to help people. So I just will. Good. And it makes it, it makes the day go by really easy. And a lot quicker in that sense too, just because. Yeah. I find enjoyment out of it. You know, it's cause originally I was just working with phones. Once you get to the computers, it gets fun too. Cause you were always interested in that kind of stuff anyway. And I feel like when you help someone with their very meaningless problem to you, when you fix that, like, wow, this guy's just like saved my day. Mm-hmm. Someone could have their entire you know, term papers like shit on them and then you come in and reboot it and they're like, oh my God, like you just saved my whole, like right now, like you just like made my entire day. Yeah. And a guy grabbed me by the face and kissed me on the forehead once. I thought you were going to say grab me by the dick. <laughs> got up in there. Thanks, man. <laughs> really? Yeah. People, people are very, very emotionally attached to these things. And that can come with a lot of negativity when it comes to do you ever feel like they try to you know it's not your fault but they blame you they're like oh well why can't you fix it is that i i what i'll say is is like outside of my job what i just kind of see in my life especially with like my relatives and stuff like that Mm -hmm. i find that um there are a lot of people who come like come to me because, you know, like I, I like technology and I, I like gadgets and I, you know, like troubleshooting them and stuff. And they'll come to me and say like, you know, just, just 
just fix it. Mm-hmm. Like, show, like, just here it is, fix it. And then I'm like, well, let me show you how to fix it. So that way, if it happens again, you know what to do. Yes. But a lot of people don't have that willingness. And this applies to anything. Like if someone's not like comfortable doing something and you have some that have another person fix it, but you don't like learn how to fix it. I mean, if you're talking about like roofing a house, I'm never going to fucking learn how to roof a house. But I I, like what I try to do is I try to like have them drive. And by that, I mean, like have them hold it, have them do it. And I tell them how to do it. So if it happens again, they do it. But people don't have that willingness because then they can just blame somebody else when something goes wrong again. I like how you said, like, you put them in the driver's seat because my mother, I, she recently just got onto podcasts because she heard about them because I had one. Mm-hmm. So now she's actually likes them a lot. And she's starting to listen to them. Yeah. And she'll have a question. She can't operate, get to the app correctly, or just can't search functionally. And she'll come to me. And at first, I would take more of the approach. I was like, okay, let me do it. Like, okay, yeah. I'll just, I'll show you, but I would hold it. More recently, I, I sit down like a teacher, like, okay, now open the app, do this, type this in, and just have her work it just like you would. And like any like any normal computer, it's the same process. It's just a lot different to understand because she's not so aware of the capabilities of what her phone can do. Yeah, she's still got a five. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm taking that time to help her understand, and she's picking out. She can do it. She's fine. Mm-hmm. But I've also do the same thing with my grandmother. Yeah, but who's 85, but she can still she can work her Android pretty well. Nice. She's one. When she has, she does have the problem. She'll literally call us up on the phone. She goes, "I don't know what I just did. I need help." The other day, she bought something online for free, and then she got charged ninety bucks later for like shipping or something. Oh, that's good. And so she clicked on it because she's like, "It said it was free." Well, you know, uh, there's a big exploit out there right now that a lot of people are doing, and they're uh, they're kind of like exploiting like older people. What they'll do is uh, they're buying website domains uh-huh. that are spelled similarly to popular websites so they'll buy the domain g-o-g-l-e.com so if you type goggle. in google wrong goggle goggle so if, goggle. If, if you go to google but ac- you accidentally go to goggle if you type it in uh i i that's just an example i can think of i don't know if that actually s- still happens with that specific domain but um now google bought it, it it went right to it goes right to google okay that's good that's pretty cool though yeah so like there's there's just a lot of stuff like that but when you go to this website it'll say your computer has a virus. Download this now. Call this phone number. Amazon does it too. They're up on this shit. Oh wow. yeah, they yeah. have to be. They That's so. Be. I never thought of it like that. Yeah. So much like Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> so if and what'll happen is they'll uh, they'll say download this now. Call this number immediately. So give me your IP address. Let me steal your information. So they'll take your like serial number of whatever product you're using phone computer anything and they'll say oh yeah we we see you have this this virus oh man go to this website download this software go to walmart buy a gift card and read us the number over the phone so you can buy our service and they're stealing gift cards i've almost gotten scammed like that once but i was smart enough to already know what was going on i was trying to one, I was on Craigslist. I was trying to buy a $4,000 camera worth a grand yeah. with two other nice lenses. And the guy, he, like, refused. I was like, just give me your information. Like, you know, glad to meet in person. Like, just do this cash. And he's like, yeah. no, 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 no. Go buy two gift cards for $500. Type in this. He gave me a link. Type this into this link. And I was like, one, that's not an Amazon. Like, it was an Amazon affiliated link, but it was like a fake. It was oh, yeah, yeah, some yeah. sort of just, like, 
janked up code that was just he was just gonna take up the money and it was untraceable. Yeah. So I went to Amazon. I was like, "This guy legit?" And they're like, "Yeah, don't do that." I was like, and I mentioned in the back. I was like, "I know you're faking." Blah blah blah. I threatened him. I was like, "You're trying to steal my money." Like, don't like I don't know. Yeah. I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come find you or whatever. And then obviously wasn't doing that. And then never heard from him again. Yeah, no, I've I've seen stories online of people who have had their like grandparents spend like ten thousand dollars and. Fortunately, I wasn't gullible enough to follow through. Yeah, yeah, it's it's difficult. You know, people get taken advantage of like that. Again, with I guess the older populations not accustomed to what we think is completely normal. Yeah, so pretty much they have folding phones now with screens. I'm sure you've seen those. Oh, Galaxy Fold. Yeah. Do you think Huawei too? Do you think people are ready for them yet? It's an interesting conversation. I would love to see one. Because I've only seen just the videos. It looks like phenomenal. It looks cool. Oh my god! So it looks cool. really cool. Yeah, I mean, there's two different. There's two different kinds. I think there's a few of them now. So Samsung's been showing them for a while, but they officially said like, okay, it's consumer ready. We're gonna sell it to people. It's an it's an early adapter thing. So like, yes, if you want to do it, you know what you're signing up for. This is not. This is not like your new cell phone. This is something you could also have. You could use it as a cell phone, but they're just saying it like, if you want to see what the future of what we're trying to do with our vision is, get this. So they're not advertising it solely as a phone. They're advertising it as something for early adapters to get it and see if it's cool. So the like beta testers, in a sense. In a sense. They already, they've already had that, but it's like consumer beta testers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so what's really cool about it is you can have something that's the size of your cell phone that could turn into a tablet. That's cool. Just like the size of a book almost in your hand. Yeah. And Huawei's is actually the opposite. So if you're looking at it on both sides, you see the screen on both sides. And when you open it, it opens into the full screen. Whereas Samsung's closes like this and there's a screen on like a little screen on the outside and open and opens yes. into the big one yes but on huawei if you're looking at it you see huh. the entire screen on both sides and it opens into the whole screen so is the back just i guess a backing it's just a case where like, it's probably there's probably a camera in one of the corners and that's yeah. it yeah yeah i think the galaxy fold has six cameras on it in the ones in the front facing one or the back just facing all over one? it it's like six total. And a total of six cameras it's yeah. ridiculous yeah that's a conversation for another time, how these are so much better than practically anything. Yeah. It's ridiculous, especially Samsung's working cameras, I think is the best there is. Their competitors, I think Apple is obviously the best just with their ecosystem and how they're able to work in and out of the same. Like, you're, if you get the watch, you need the phone, and you get the laptop, it's it's perfect. Continuity, It's yeah. so nice. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, the main reason why Apple is be able to keep their, one, their products are fantastic. Um, sometimes overpriced, but they keep people within that pricing range with the just easy usage of all of them together. The, the connect interconnectivity of each device is continuity. Yeah, that's, that's what they call it. Yeah, yeah. it's priceless, mm -hmm. and that's why I'm not, I'm never getting rid of my Apple phone. Mm -hmm. No shot, just because. Also, iMessage. Oh, iMessage is great. Everybody loves it. Wi-Fi texting, baby. Speaking of Apple, I need to get new data because I just ran out. I went over. I went like six and a half. My mom went like 0.7. She yelled at me. So speaking on other creative terms, you do, you went to music, to coding, mm -hmm. and these are also very tactile things yeah. that over time you have to learn to learn to learn and learn how to deal with it with the frustrations behind all of them. And other creative things that you take part in is art, specifically 
tattoos. You have one specifically. Yeah, I'm ready for more. You just have the one on mm -hmm. your forearm? Yeah. Now, I just want to talk about that for a little bit. Um, one, I want to know, I know the reason why, but you got yours, but I want to know why the reason you chose to get this tattoo and what is your stance on why do you think people get tattoos in general? Because I have a very strong opinion about this and I just want to compare. Sure. I got mine at the age I got it. My thought process was... I love how you start at the age. You, what, I love, well, how old are you when you got the first one? Oh, 18. 18. I was... I think it was 17. Nice. No. No, I think it was 18. Yeah. I, I got it like there. a week after I turned 18. Nice. And I was like, I just... I, they're cool. I want one. Um, and at the time, when, that's when I started to get interested in uh, graphic design. And I always liked the geometric... Was this junior year of high school? Senior. So you had it in, you had it in high school, I know, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um it, no, like I yeah, I I I love it. Um because I like the geometric art style mm -hmm. and so like I I brought like a like a design of shapes to the artist and he just kind of threw something together and I just I wanted art. I I wanted someone's work to be represented. And I, I you know, I think tattoos are cool. I I hundred percent agree. I think they're very cool. Yeah. Um. I just think I realized something coming full circle. You always said you hated math, and then you got into coding, and you got more appreciation for it, and a lot of trigonometry, and a lot of shapes yeah. involved. And boom! Look at your tattoo. Boom. Shapes. Yeah. Geometry. Perfect. You've always had a place for it. It's always been back there. Um. So speaking on just tattoos as well, I have a couple. Obviously, you've seen them before. Some I've gotten just for my own personal reasons because I wanted to get one, and yeah. I think. But a lot of people, like when they say, why'd you get that tattoo? And I'll tell you, oh, I got this one for my grandfather. This one's for my mother. And this one's for, uh, this one's for my brother. And this one's for me. My and dog. My dog. But people, there's people usually have like a reason or like, people, we love documenting now. So people get like, a, this time I went on vacation. So let me get this tattoo. I have a date tattoo right there. Nice. Fucking, yeah. So like, I, everyone has their own reasoning, regardless of it's for somebody or because of this specific moment. But you already touched upon what I was going to say is, the main reason someone gets a tattoo is because they just want to. I think it's cool. Like, I'm not going to go, oh, it's stupid. Yeah, I'm going to get it right here. Like, you have to, not necessarily, like, the meaning behind it, it's, like, kind of like a half-ass answer. Because, like, yeah, I'm, like, I got this tattoo for my mother, but I could have, you know, just done something completely different. I didn't have to mark my body for it. Yeah, I also find it funny that, like, when people see you have a tattoo, they the first question is, what does it mean? Yeah, like it just means. Fuck you, mean what is it? It's mean? shapes. What do you think it means? Yeah. It's it's shapes. I like it. Yeah, whatever. It right. means happiness to me. I don't know. I I that's the main reason I wanted it, so I got it. Yeah. Some yeah, some took more thought than others. Some didn't. I just think they're cool, and I want another one. But the next one will probably be more meaningful. Like I just want it to be like all the things I find cool and I enjoy. Like, I want to put, like, game stuff in there, coding stuff, art. Yeah, and that's, obviously, people are like, what does that mean? Well, these are the things that I like, and you can tell a lot about me just by looking at my leg, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I think it's, I 100% agree. I feel the same way about them. And the only other real reason why people get tattoos is tribal or, like, religious reasons or cultural reasons where people have been marking up their... Remember the, um, that old man they found from like 4,000 BC iced up? He was just trapped in the snow, like the oldest man living. Yeah. He was found with tattoos on his body or at least in his bones at least. So it's something humans have been doing even pre like homo sapien times were doing as just as a form of, I guess, separating themselves and 
marking their body up with what they what this just they like they liked it at the time yeah well back then they're like why'd you do this he's like ooh ah <laughs> so it's not like English but it all comes either back to I think just cultural reasons or just I want it so I got it I, that's the main reason I got mine I just wanted it that's why I got it so and do I regret them no no I think it's really cool having like a work of art on my leg. I don't know. And people it. look, mine's like red. So people, have, and I wear my sock like up, like up here sometimes. Yeah. So nice. people will see the red and they're like, are you bleeding? Like some people get freaked <laughs> out sometimes when they see it. And the best is, especially when I'm at a place where I can expose it, but not like, like outdoor at the beach. Cause everyone's like, you know, shirtless so that everyone, you see everyone's tattoos, but at the gym, like the people who don't, I always catch people looking and just. Obviously, when you look at them, they look right back away. But they're always so curious. But like, just ask me about it. Yeah. Like, if someone asks me, like, "Oh, like, cool tattoo," like, or like, "Why'd you get that?" Like, I'll willingly tell you why, mm-hmm. and I feel comfortable talking about it because I have it there to show. I hate people who get tattoos and just don't like you know they're afraid or like kind of scared to show them. Yeah, I mean, I I know a few people that like have tattoos. They're like, eh, I don't know, I'm kind of indifferent on it because like they've like someone like. uh like, I don't get that. I could probably paint a little perspective. Like my girlfriend, uh, we've been together for two years now. I, I've known her for a while and she was a very, very like different person a while ago. Of and, course. And she's turned into, not that she wasn't before, but she is an extremely like upbeat, loving, happy, uplifting person. Right. And there's, she has some tattoos that are from a different part of her life. She doesn't re- like regret them, mm-hmm. but it, it's, it's not something she like holds like as dearly. Makes sense. Um, like she has like, uh, she has like a dream catcher on her side mm-hmm. and she still loves dream catchers, but it's from a different part of her life. And I, I guess what I'm trying to say is she doesn't like regret them. She still loves them. Of course. But seeing someone like her who's been through different things, I could understand why someone else would probably be like, well, I don't know how I feel about my tattoos now. Like when I'm older, yeah. Not the fact that people go, oh, you're going to get old and they're going to sag. Like, no, like, you know no, that going yeah. into it. It's more so the meaning behind it, which is, again, but it still comes down to like why you got it and not the why of because I wanted to, but that meaning still has a, has a strong like, placeholder on that specific tattoo whether yeah whether how much i sound has sound like a hypocrite right now but it's still play it still plays a role in it yeah and that's something that you don't always think about when you get your first tattoo but then you're just like i still want to get more oh i want to get more i'm ready for it i want to do like the rest of my leg and then i'm done probably get a half sleeve i'm gonna do yeah so i'm doing sleeve leg and then i i think i don't want to touch anything else yeah I'm, i'm considering like continuing off this and doing a half sleeve yeah i say my recommendation i don't you can do obviously whatever you want i would say just finish that and then don't even touch your other arm no yeah i just want to have one little section where i can have someone like kind of just be creative and put whatever they do you want know there. nick young who played he played yeah. a Laker basketball yeah, player yeah, 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 yeah so swaggy peas his nickname you've seen the meme of him yeah, yeah, yeah um his i think his whole right arm is tatted and his left isn't and he's like my right arm's for tats my left's for buckets i'm a firm believer in that i dig that i like that that's for buckets only like okay swaggy p you do you that's cool i like that all right uh i think we're gonna wrap it up yeah um i'm good Sweet. If i want to give you the opportunity to 
If you have anything you would like to plug, you know, a little self-promotion right now, anything you want to say, get off your chest or just, you don't want to say anything at all. You can burp and just leave. I don't care. So <laughs> I got, I don't really have anything to plug. Uh, but I, I guess what I would, what I would say is, uh, you know, I, I like the, the platform of just, you know, having people come in and just talk about themselves is a cool platform. Thank you. Yeah. And I think that, um, it, to whoever listens, um, you know, as someone who like works in the, the tech industry now, like use your, you know, your programs and your, your phones for the right thing. Because if you get to it, like it, it's probably cliche to say, but that addiction can turn into something you probably don't even realize. Mm -hmm. And I can say, you know, after working in tech for a while now, the feeling of just putting it down and getting outside and going and experiencing new things. Like this is something my girlfriend's brought out of me. Mm -hmm. Cause I, I've always been like surrounded by, you know, like, like games, computers, and it's what I love to do. But you know, she 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 brought me outside for hikes and brought me to so many cool places and to just she brought me to the Poconos like this past winter for Christmas. Awesome. And we turned our phones off and didn't talk to anybody for two days. It was the best two days I've had in a long time. I was gonna say it's probably one really nice just to be disconnected from that, but two just so relaxing and just yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I to get away from it all feels really, really good. So it, I wouldn't say, like, I'm not trying to badmouth technology. Technology no, is what's no. changing our future. Yeah. But know the balance and know the boundaries you should set. If there's anything I would say, that's what I would say. I think that was very well spoken. Well, with that being it, we are going to end the show. So whoever tuned in, I hope you took something away from that. I'm sure... As no, I sure know I did. Um, yeah, so everyone just enjoy whatever time of day it is. Just enjoy whatever it is. And remember to be present in the moment and just put your phone down and look up. Yeah, just for a little bit. Just a little bit. Then go back to your Fortnite. Yeah, yeah. Get your, buy your V-Bucks. Buy your V-Bucks, you little yeah. ninnies. <laughs> right, thanks for tuning in. Tuning in, everybody. Peace.